What is up and welcome in to the Easy Smoke and the GM Podcast. I'm your host, Ezra McCann, and I'm joined, as always, by our outstanding co-hosts. He's a Chicago Public League legend. He's a Simeon Wolverine legend. He's a Grambling State Tiger legend. He played second base there back in the day. He was all swack as Brandon Williams, a.k.a. Coach Smoke. And we got the NFL Draft analyst. He was writing all day. You can catch his work at NBCSportsChicago.com and the My Team Zap. He's Glenn Morgan. Gentlemen, what's going on? How you guys doing? Doing all right. Ah, manager, man. The manager. Back, back on that, uh, the bandwagon, the Tennessee bandwagon, back on top of it again. <laughs> I didn't, Ooh, I didn't see. Did you, did you guys get a win? Dude, yeah. no, one did get, no one did get a win. No one did get a win. They ran up the score on Missouri. When I say was, ran up the it score. It was a close one, though, for a while. It was crazy how out of hand it got. That's true. Yeah. Right. It was like Missouri was like, hey, we in this game. You know, it's third quarter. And then Tennessee like, like dropped 20 plus points, like just like that. But what really made it bad was like the game was over, right? It's like maybe a minute and a half left into the game. Tennessee has a ball, backup quarterbacks in. They're around maybe the 20, 30-yard line of Tennessee. Tennessee runs the ball in the middle. You figure, oh, okay, they're just going to run the clock out. You know, ball is, running, running back goes maybe two, three yards. Tennessee comes back, gets back in the huddle, you know, gets back in the line of scrimmage. Play action, 60-yard ball. <laughs> Dude falls like at the two yard line. It was like, what are you doing a play action bomb at the end of the game? Like you're 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 really trying to score for real. It was so bad, man. And then they ended up punching it in. So they got like they put like a 60 burger on them. Um, but yeah, man, they they beat down Missouri and Missouri made it close with, with Georgia. So Tennessee's trying to maintain that argument. I'm sure we'll talk about that a little bit later on to uh being it be in the mix for the playoffs. Yeah, I made the big mistake of watching uh, Illinois and Purdue. That was ooh, that was a brutal watch, man. Yeah. Purdue pulled it out, but uh, yeah, yeah, not not very yeah. good football. No, not very good football. That's all right though. I guess no one really wants to win the Big Ten West, <laughs> and we, no. can, we can get into that in a sec here. But uh, let's start off with the Bears, who. Uh, I'm finding they are they they've changed me as a person. Wow, how's that for this season? How do, how do you um, mean? There was a time where when the Bears would lose to a team like the Detroit Lions, mm-hmm. I would be really really upset, pissed off, angry. You know, you mm-hmm. wouldn't want to talk to me until Wednesday. Wow, wow, okay, serious. I didn't really have those uh, sentiments on Sunday. <laughs> I was actually in a pleasant mood after that loss, you know? I was like, wow, you know, Justin Fields is making strides. Oh. He made a he made a uh he made a play that, you know, he could learn from with the pick six. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that was still good. Learn from that. Followed right, it up right. with the right um, another epic play. <laughs> right. Let me get that back real quick. What, what a way to follow it up. Yeah. Right? And uh, yeah, so I was, I was in a good, in a pleasant mood on Sunday, uh, Sunday evening after after the thirty one thirty loss uh, to the Lions. I don't know. Am I am I crazy for that? I don't. I don't know. No, it was uh, a better loss than it would have been a good win. Yeah. Yeah. So it, explain that. Um, by losing, we improve our draft positioning. 
but we saw that we probably should have won that game. Mm-hmm. We did things to where we could have won that game. Uh, there were mistakes made, but also rectified. So you saw the team be able to bounce back, which is good. When you when you mess up or, or make a mistake, you want to see the bouncing back ability. I'm making the words here of a team. Uh, we saw Justin, you know, stay focused um, and. Detroit winning doesn't hurt us. It doesn't us losing doesn't hurt us. We're not going to the playoffs. The win would have meant not much in terms of our overall success or failure. It's it's still like the same success, even with the loss in a way, Um, but with a better long-term benefit by improving Mm -hmm. our draft positioning. So I I don't think the win would have been as helpful to the overall long-term long you know, long play of the of the Bears uh, looking looking forward as opposed to, you know, having this loss short term has actually helps us out when we play the long game. Did that make any sense? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I see where you're going there. Yeah. I, I'm a little I'm a little conflicted. So I definitely felt like you did, as like yeah, I when the Bears used to lose, I'm not watching. Well, I can't say I'm not watching no sports talk because they don't talk about the Bears. That's it's true. Certain, <laughs> it's, certain, it's certain games I would not watch them because they will. Like if we lose to the Packers or if we're on prime time, I'm not watching no sports talk television if the Bears lost. But like I'm usually be fired up, pissed. Like can't nobody talk to me. But I've been like I was I was good. I, I was straight. Like you know, like man. Another week of Justin being Justin. And, you know, and, you know, it, it came with another entertaining loss that <laughs> actually helps us in the long run. Right. But when I say I'm conflicted, one, what I love is Justin wants to win. <laughs> like, like, and that's the beautiful thing about this whole thing. Like, Granted, everybody on the outside, and I'm and it, I'm sure Ryan Poles on the inside is like, look, this is like the best of both worlds. Right, right now. gotta <laughs> be, know? gotta be. But on the flip side, every like it should be rewarding to see that the the leader of the team who we look at as our best player is eager and is hungry for wins, like. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not coming now, but that hunger is there. And I and I'm a I'm a firm believer in learning how to win. You know, and that's why I say I'm conflicted because that's one of them games where we should have won it. Like sure. unlike the unlike the games before that, we were chasing and had a chance to possibly win. This one, we were winning and like gave it away. 14 that's, point lead to four. That that's what that's what I'm like conflicted on it. Like, damn, you know, and it's like we had another chance, you know. This time the offense just couldn't do anything on that last drive. Versus in the past, it was always somebody else effing up for Justin comeback. Right. You know, like so, you know, it was like, damn. But like I said. I'm not really mad about it, you know, but I I, I would have liked us to pull it off, 
you know, especially with that moment to have a game winning drive, you know, but I definitely felt once, uh, when Santos missed that extra point, I definitely <laughs> yeah. felt like we were losing this game. Right. It's weird. <laughs> I felt the same way. Like, it, was, it was like, it's, it was known. And all I could hope for at that moment is I bet not lose in fantasy by one point or I'm a, I'm a, Santos up. I'm cutting. That's all I could think about. <laughs> I actually looked at it as the opportunity because when Santos missed the extra point, that made it 30. It was still it was 30 to 24 at that point, right? Right. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, we all knew the Lions were going to go downfield and score. That was mm-hmm. that was inevitable. So I said, you know what? This is this is a chance to see if you know what Justin's moxie is, you know, getting a, a, uh, a possession in the, in the final minutes of the game. Mm-hmm. So I, that's, that's how I looked at it. So actually Cairo Santos has to be, you know, audit feeling, he has to be feeling really good right now because we, I don't think anyone was really mad at, <laughs> at Santos for missing that extra point, you know, uh, in a normal not, season. Not after the fact. Yeah. In the moment. In the moment, maybe. People yeah. were, people were. But, but, but after a, the fact, in a normal season, I think we're all cussing out the kicker right now and asking for uh, a kicker tryout. Yeah. And, and you know, questioning this guy's <laughs> credentials for being a kicker, a la Cody Parkey. But, um, but yeah, I, I, I was, uh, I was, I had high hopes for that, for that final drive and obviously didn't go the way that we wanted it to. Uh, the you know what was the uh, Braxton Jones had a had a big penalty on that drive uh, yeah. that pushed us back, I believe. Um, and pen- penalties all day. The penalties killed us, man. Really, it's really some that us. was a lot of questionables, but there was still. yeah, uh, there was the they, one uh, the one that the refs missed um, the unnecessary roughness on on golf on Jared Goff when he was out of bounds and. Uh, he he fell, but they they uh, who who got the penalty on that? Gordon uh, hit the ball, and right? Not him, right? And 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 he fell on the sideline, and they <laughs> caught that an unnecessary rough. That one though, that one though, honestly, watching it live speed, I thought he did hit him. You can see why it was made. No, I, he I was, thought, what, because he was, he was running bounce. because he was running so hard. To catch him, I'm like, I knew he didn't really like hit him, hit him, but I'm like, he put his hands on him enough to cause that because of his momentum, how fast he was going. And then when they showed the replay, I'm like, damn, he didn't even touch him. He yeah. literally punched the ball, like, you know, but in fast motion, you couldn't tell he punched the ball. It looked like he like wrapped around golf and pushed him out of bounds. So I, I kind of was. I didn't trip on that one because I think in fast speed, I think it would have been called by any ref. The the one for me was the 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 illegal hands to the face on uh, Jalen Johnson after. Oh, that was that was bad. You know, that's the one that's like, and that one would have that one would have probably sealed the game. Mm. Now, it was a chop to the throat. <laughs> <laughs> but you know not not illegal hands to the face though mm-hmm. um i thought it was a good i thought it was a clean 
a clean chop there, but you know, <laughs> what can you do? Um, but yeah, I don't. Uh, speaking of Jalen Johnson, yeah, he, he doesn't look you know hundred percent out there. Should should he be out there? No, sit him down. Need him healthy for next year. And we, yeah, because he, can, he, I ain't never seen him look that bad. Yeah, he just man. He looked like five steps slow, yeah, especially yeah. on the uh, um, there was the crossing route to uh, to St. Brown in the fourth quarter, and he just 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 looked like he he couldn't even run. Yeah, bring Johnson, bring some guy off the practice squad. Let him sit down. Let's secure more losses. Uh, look, look <laughs> we, we said it earlier, and. Repeat it again. There are going to be games that we have probably no business winning that you don't expect us to win that we'll win. San Francisco, New England. And we'll have games that we should probably be winning that we'll lose. Last weekend's game was one of those games. But we'll play the Jets. We'll probably beat the Jets. You know, we play the Dolphins. Could have won a Dolphin game. You know, we'll play the Falcons. Probably can beat the Falcons. We played Detroit again in Detroit. That one will probably win. We might even beat Green Bay, or we might lose to Atlanta. I, I, look, I still think six and eleven is where we're going to eventually be, and we're kind of still on that path in a weird kind of like you say. Time doesn't move linear linearly all the time, or, or success doesn't move linear. You know, you, it's, it's an up and down kind of thing. So um, I'm not tripping about it too much. Uh, like you said, the Bears are showing. I mean, look about it. The, the, the last month, the Bears are leading the NFL in scoring. Yeah. The Bears are it's leading crazy. in scoring. And brother ain't crazy. passed for – they ain't come close for the 300 yards passing. They ain't crazy. come nowhere near close to it. And and that and that is – and what we're seeing during this stretch is the amount of people that do not truly watch football. <laughs> Shady McCoy. Oh, definitely shading the court. And, Emphasis and he, on the shade. And he and he and he he pissed me off in a new way this weekend. And I, I'll get into him when we talk about the rest of the NFL because he actually said nothing about Justin Fields this week. But I got another issue with him. But uh, but yeah, like people are like I'm seeing so many people say. I keep telling y'all the Bears will never win with his style of play and all this. Like, dude, right. he's scoring <laughs> 30 points a game. 30 points a game. If, if this was another quarterback of a different skin tone, traditional quarterback, and he's putting up 30 points a game and still losing, everyone is going to blame his defense. Right. Exactly. No one is going to blame him. And this is not the Bears of old where the defense is giving us a touchdown or two to assist the offense in scoring. Not even close. No. This is all offense. This is all offense. It's not even special team. <laughs> this There's is no all offense. There. Devin Hester's all not coming offense. through that door. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this is all offense. When have we seen our offense give up a pick six and three plays later, we take the lead again? When have we seen that? Uh, we've seen that, but not the offense do it. We've seen and, it on a kick return. Or, or, or the defense. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, we get the ball back. But right. right yeah, on a kick return. A kick return or something. Like, we don't, we don't see what we saw, what we've been seeing out this offense, man. Like, and that's what's, that's what's so 
easy for Bears fans right now. For most, I'll say, because it's still some who just gonna just be haters. Like, like you just gonna have those. But for most Bears fans, that's what's so easy right now because we've we've been subjective to terrible offenses. Terrible. Are you generous? I'm um, being generous. <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, god awful. God awful. Yes. <laughs> for far too long, and and has had has been able to build, I will say, solid defenses much quicker than we've ever been able to build a solid offense. But I mean, yeah, just yeah, that's in general. But yeah, yeah that, that's what I'm saying. Like that's what that's what gives so much hope. Because we, it's easier to build a defense. Mm-hmm. Like this offense, doing what they're doing is like, and this is with all the holes that we still believe we have on the offense. Not believe that I we believe, know yeah. we still have yeah. on the offense, and they're doing this, and they're not doing this against chopped liver. Like I said, like I said last week. I know we're going to go back to the New England game, but this to me goes back as far as Minnesota. Yeah, they put up thirty on Dallas. Like really good defense, and then probably schooled the league to Dallas after what we did to them. Look how Green Bay played against them. Mm-hmm. You know, like you know, like we kind of the spoiler for these teams. <laughs> now they probably like, shit, we don't want to play them. They're going to expose us in a way that, <laughs> that we don't want to be exposed. But yeah, man, like this is, this is crazy to see what this offense is doing. Like it's exciting. Like to be able to watch their games, to be able to appreciate shootouts. Right. For us to be part of a shootout, exactly. It's not. It's not other teams in the NFL we're watching shootout. <laughs> like we're like, like, not- I was gonna say it's like you hear some pundits say, "Hey, this Bears Miami game or this Bears Detroit game, this might be a high scoring game." You don't usually hear high scoring you, in Chicago Bears in the same breath. You don't hear that. I mean, just to think earlier in the season. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that- that, that's going to be a low scoring game. <laughs> right. And, and it's like, under. damn. Bet and it's like, under. damn, I wish, like, I really wish, even, even for Washington, I wish we could have played each other now. Because Washington looks better. Now. Better. Yes. You know, yes. like, like, I really would have enjoyed to watch that game where both teams have, with Washington, we, we helped them in a sense because we hurt. Went and they had to go to Heineken, so <laughs> so we helped them, and then so we helped them find themselves, uh, and then which by the way, I still don't understand why Washington went to Wentz over over Heineken when Crazy. Heineken actually won a playoff game for them, but we won't we won't he didn't I, win. I'll, 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 I'll tell you why. Just watch the game last night against the, the Eagles. And there's some passes where when it comes out his hand, I'm like, is it going to get there? Yeah. (laughs) 
and yep. he gets there. The one that see the one that Gardner Johnson. Uh, yeah, that just hung in, just hung in the air, and it's because had the had him beat so bad, and it was like, <laughs> yes, where's the ball? <laughs> and it just it just hung, and it drifted back into the middle of the field instead of going outside. Now he threw that great pass to McLaurin. It's Heineke. It was a great pass, McLaurin. He and, and Heineke will have two or three of those a game. But then there's times where if he doesn't, he throws based on anticipation. If he doesn't, if he gets that, if he's a tad bit late, it ain't working. And dude, dude was nine and nine going into that game career. Now he's 10 and nine. So there's a reason why they were not enamored with him. He is limited. He is a great backup to have. Well, but he's limited. So they'll like be drafting a, a quarterback. Looks like he's a pretty good starter for well, the he's good. right now. Yeah, he's a good yeah. leader. He, you know, the, he, he plays motivated football. But that that's not sustainable. <laughs> you know, he reminds me of Steve Walsh. Yeah, athletic Steve Walsh. I'll, yeah, I'll go with that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Or what's the other dude? We had Shane Matthews. Shane's a good. Yeah, that's a good one too. Yeah, the same guy. Same guy. Same guy. <laughs> same exact same dude. <laughs> I got a question. Why didn't the kill Harry? dress on Sunday <laughs> and I get there you know there are roster limitations you can only dress what do they dress 47 something like that yeah and I know Pringle came back but I feel like a a big wide receiver just to help your quarterback out a little bit could be a help but didn't didn't understand that uh that roster move on Sunday just in case I guess he addressed just in case, um, just in case. I don't, I don't know. I mean, clearly, you know, he's, I don't know how complicated, complex. I don't know what it is involved in him learning and being able to execute on the field, but apparently it's taking a little bit more time than, than uh, as fans we would like. But I, I look at the Harry move and the Claypool move as moves towards next season and moves as far as this season just to help the running game and help Justin feel like there's somebody he can throw a ball that might catch it. So you think you yeah. think Harry's back next season? Uh it's too early to tell, but I think there's a possibility. Yeah, he's a, he's a he's a late first round pick and for a team when you look at the Bears and you say how many first round picks did they have on a team? Well, you you they didn't have any until they added Leatherwood outside of Justin, they didn't have any until you added <laughs> Leatherwood and the kill Harry who were cast offs from other right. teams. So well, yeah, they, they got they got rid of their two. They got uh, rid of Roquan, Roquan, right? And 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 uh, Quinn. And Quinn was a first round pick, though he I wasn't the Bears' first round pick. Well, Nas right. though, so right. So it's like well, like carrying and then Leatherwood, right? So yeah. you you let two go and got two, so you still got the same three you had starting out the year, which is really god awful. <laughs> uh, so so I, I I think you know that's the question: Leatherwood, Harry. You know, maybe even Clay Pool to a lesser degree. Are these guys who are going to be on the team next year? Um, I, I think you know they have they have an opportunity, and the rest of the season is is a tryout. So we'll yeah. see. Well, yeah, I I think my thought was with with Harry, I just felt like they wanted to see Pringle because we haven't seen him. Probably that that's kind of, that was that was kind of my thought. Uh, I don't get, dress both. I don't. I yeah. I don't. I don't really know. Like I, said, I know. I know that. I know their roster limitations. You know. Yeah. Special what, teams, you had, teams and, but I. Okay, I just think I, I would, room. What well, we had, Mooney, 
Claypool, St. Brown, Pettis, and Pringle. Right. So I that's that's kind of so how they dress they dress five. Yeah. And and quite frankly, I felt like Pringle was used more than Harry ever be. So that kind of told me something that even though he injured, he was injured, he might have grasped the playbook earlier or well, he was better. here. Or, he was here they, at the beginning. Right. Or or like I said, or they just wanted to see him, you know, since he's back and see what we have. I mean plus don't forget uh he comes from Kansas City where polls came from. Yeah. So that, that's what yeah. well I get yeah I, I, I get you gotta start I mean you gotta dress Pringle. I under, I understand that. Um that's well, why he was he was brought here. But I just thought you could have found room for Nikhil Harry as well. Uh, still figuring it out. I'm still figuring yeah. it out. Yeah. Uh, uh, what's my man's name? Um, running back. Herbert. Uh, Herbert. Herbert. Herbert is uh, on IR. Yeah. He yeah. probably will be gone for the rest of the season here. Um, this is a shot for Tristan Ebner. Yep. It is to show to show what he can do. That opportunity coming in the rest of the season because I don't expect uh, David Montgomery back. I don't know next season. So this is his this is his shot right here to uh, to earn himself some time because we we clearly know that Herbert is probably going to be the feature back. Maybe I think I I think he's earned that. I think he's earned that right. I think he's earned the right to try to be the feature back. Uh, we don't know. What fifth, sixth round of the multiple fifth, sixth round picks we have could be used on a running back from this school or that school? I mean, hey, I wouldn't be shocked if you know to be the number one guy, dude. Running back, I don't know. I mean, it was a fifth round pick, yeah, but but he's been in the league for a couple years now. I'm just saying, think about the San Francisco, all the running backs they have, they drafted Elijah Moore, Mitchell, excuse me, Elijah Mitchell, and you know, he ended up being the guy that came through. Although I think uh, the kid from Ohio State was drafted before him. You know, uh, Trey, is it Trey Sermon, something like that? I think was drafted mm-hmm. ahead of him. So with running backs, you, you just, I don't know, I hate to say they're a dime a dozen, but kind of <laughs> like they are. Though. Yeah. I mean, ever since Terrell Day, really going back to Shanahan Sr., uh, Mike Shanahan uh, with Terrell Davis. It seemed like once he found gold with Terrell Davis and then Mike Davis would replace him and whoever else he had, it just seemed like he, fifth, sixth round. He's like, oh, wait, we can do this. We can get that kind of production out of a fifth, sixth rounder. All we just need the offensive line to block like this, that, or the other. Huh. Okay. And all of a sudden, those first round picks that were running backs, you know, after the Bears, the Bears are part mm-hmm. of that. I think it was the Bears, Miami, and I forget who else drafted. The three running backs went in the first, like, seven picks or whatever it was like um when we drafted benson we, yep yeah. we drafted cedric benson and you had uh the dude two the, both the guys from auburn ronnie ronnie, ronnie brown, brown and cadillac williams right, right yeah ronnie brown and cadillac williams tampa bay miami and the bears took running backs in the top seven or top 10 pick easily top 10 picks you'll never ever see that again saquon was an anomaly going top two you just you never and zeke Zeke, I don't even think Zeke was top two. Zeke was well, like, he went, he went four, four. Okay, yeah, that's 
that's going to be rare when you see a running back. And you won't see several like that. You'd, you'd be lucky if you see two running backs in the first round these days. So, so yeah, I, I, I'm just saying they could be another running back. You know, the kid from Illinois could be, you know, a running back, especially since she just got injured a little bit. Maybe he drops in the draft a little bit. Maybe he's a guy, you know, maybe felt, the kid. felt bad. I was, I was watching when the, uh, when he got hurt, felt bad for yeah. him into that game. Yeah. You know, there's, there's a lot of, there's some pretty good running backs that are out there that are going to be there fifth, sixth round easy. So you never know. And just like you said, Khalil was a fifth rounder, another fifth rounder to come up and puts that pressure on Khalil. And, and maybe, you know, maybe he doesn't, maybe they share, maybe this, you know, 40, yeah. 40, 20 split with the running backs. Or, or Tristan Abner, show us some. Yeah, I think he's I more mean. receiving back, but, but, but you never know. You never know. I mean, Pollard's been like playing with second I, fiddle I like, for a long I time. I like the way he ran it in preseason, though. I do too. I do. Mm-hmm. I like the way he ran it at Baylor. He's got yeah. some good speed. You know, he's 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 definitely. You know, but him and Abner got. I mean, I mean, he and uh, Herbert definitely have more speed than than Montgomery. I mean, we we joked yeah. so much a couple of years ago about Montgomery. You know, <laughs> it was the first time we see him get a twenty yard run. Would be the first time we see him get a twenty yard run. Yeah. <laughs> That was a good joke we had about, <laughs> about him. He he proved us a little wrong on that. Yeah, yeah. He did. Bit, yeah. Probably got like three in his own career. But, <laughs> right. Hey, before we go into the rest of the NFL, um, I heard there was a uh uh Erlacher sighting uh <laughs> on Sunday. Except he was wearing number 57. That's that's what everybody's telling me. Uh Jack Sanborn, boy, you'd think he was the greatest linebacker ever, the way these people were talking, man. Well, why do you say these people? What you trying to say, man? I'm just saying. These, these people who, out here. Who, you know? who, are, who are these people? What are you trying to say? Do you know who these people are? Hey, <laughs> hey, I'm I'm not going to go too crazy, but he did have a solid game. He did. He had a, he had a really, yeah, really a solid good game. game. He's out of Wisconsin, right? Yes, he is. Yes. Wisconsin routinely puts out well-coached, well-versed linebackers. They're usually in position. They play sound football. Every now and again, you might get a really good athletic one that can be a little bit above average. But generally, they're just well-schooled. Kind of like Iowa offensive line. Mm-hmm. Actually, yeah. Iowa offensive line actually better than that. But I mean, just saying that he's, he's, he's a Wisconsin linebacker. That's how I look at it. And, and those guys, are there's, they're going to be good for your team. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was all right. He was all yeah, right. right. He was all right. Undrafted rookie. I mean, hey, was right. for the price. 12 yeah. tackles, not bad. They they took an interception from him. Somebody's got to make the tackles. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but you were hey, just, you, oh, man. Ro- Roquan has been replaced. Not stop. Hey, do, do we, do we, uh, we want to touch on Claypool a little bit? Yeah, go for it. Like what, like, so that's been like kind of the talk around, especially Chicago radio uh, today. Well, since the game of his lack of usage, I will say. And so I'm wondering, like, like a lot of people are saying we have to, we have to see what he can be like, basically like forcing him the ball. (laughs) And, you know, and to me, I see his value already in a way that is being ignored. And I mean, a lot of people may not look at it this way and it just may be the coaching finally scheming things for this guy. 
but it's it's quite funny to me that as soon as he show up, Cole Komet starts breaking out, having breakout games, mm-hmm. and and those are things that I look at with the addition of adding Claypool has opened up things mm-hmm. in a way that's being ignored. Right. Like everything doesn't have to go to Claypool, like for him to help this team produce. Right. <laughs> like, right. and for me, what I'm seeing out of Cole Komet, all of a sudden that this guy has showed up, that's Claypool's contribution right now to me, you know? So th- that was something I've been wondering if other people might could might could see it that way now that I brought it out. Well, no, yeah, but you, but in conjunction with what you're saying, Mooney's not seeing triple coverage, or he's not being passed off from man to zone to man. You know, what I'm saying mm-hmm. not being passed along. So, yeah, you, basically, what you're saying is Claypool is helping everybody else eat a little bit, mm-hmm. and that's fine if that's what it is right now. I mean, dude's been here like a game and yeah. a half. I mean, you know, this is it's like I don't even count the first game because it looks like the same week Literally he got a week, here. A week because he got he got traded what yeah. on a Tuesday, so it's been it's yeah. two weeks today. Yeah, it's like relax. It's like you know we got a whole month of December yeah. of football games, and it, anything before Thanksgiving is gravy, pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> but but after after Thanksgiving, that last month. Okay, now let me see what you got. You know, it's the last one. I mean, you know, you gotta get acclimated. You not just understanding the playbook, but understanding your teammates. Yeah, all that stuff. Man, that stuff takes time, dude. and you're nah. still dealing with a bad team. It's still it's still not a really good team. It's still got a lot of disparate parts trying and, to figure out how to put them in conjunction to work together. And we scoring thirty points. A game. And we're still scoring thirty yeah. points look, a game. Look, man, we ain't got time to stop the production of the offense to force feed. <laughs> one person right like that like man i'm like look everybody's still talking we need to see justin develop as a pastor we're seeing it right he's still throwing for touchdown we're seeing it, man we're seeing it like get out of the notion that he has to throw for 300 or he has to have 40 pass attempts it's funny to me how the the media and all like the nice it's weird to me because on one hand when it comes to Justin is he's not doing enough he 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 needs to throw more but we're scoring 30 points on the other hand Green Bay Aaron Rodgers stole 20 passes 14 for 20 they rushed for 207 this is the way they have to play <laughs> this is the way they have to play like with a quarterback that we know is better than Justin Fields, you know, at this moment. Like, we know this. But, like, it's it's weird on that hand to me. Then you go to Dak Prescott. Why are they throwing the ball 40 times and they were having so much success, so much success running the ball? Like, it, it just doesn't make sense to me, like, how they twist things to fit for certain players and against other players. Like, and that, it, 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 it really bothers me with, because I, I, I think it's some propaganda, but it, it is what it is. But like, like, man, the production is there. Like he's, he's showing when he has the time in the pocket, he's going through the progressions. He he's, he's hitting guys. 
whether the pocket moves or not. He's throwing accurately. Yes, he has some off throws. Everybody does. Yeah, some of that's because he's trying true hard. He's trying to make something yeah. happen. Like sometimes like, defense is going to win and you have to say, okay, you won on this one, I take the sack. You won on this one, I throw the ball away. You, you, look, you won on this one, I throw a two-yard pass instead of trying to get a 20-yard pass. Justin's still that young buck that you know you this that hasn't become the wizened wise horse just yet mm-hmm. you know it's gonna it's gonna take a little bit of time like like as said he, he threw a play experience that's a good good learning you know we we're not losing an important game because of this so maybe now when it's an important game he does not make that play because he learned from this situation we all or, or he makes that play and does what the fuck he did when on the next possession. You know what? I got to make up for that <laughs> right. shit yeah. right away. No doubt. And he did that. Yeah, like, like, <laughs> like, man. By the way, like, that was that was wonderful. <laughs> and it may – is it – do you think it's the fact that the that NFL – and actually, if you go to college, a lot of teams don't really run option. So – That wasn't an option play, though. Well, it that was – long uh, run. That was a – uh, he was going to the. He was just going to go to the outside. It was a quarterback keeper, but he could have. I think he could have. Did was it an RPO? I don't know if it was an RPO. I don't like think it was, it was an RPO. Run. I think it was just a design run to but the even, outside. But even with that, though, the defensive end is supposed to stay with the quarterback, and what a DM line linebacker is supposed to. He Cole wider. Cole forced him, so the DN tried to stay wide up. Of commit, he thought he thought he thought uh, Justin was gonna go outside and Justin Justin cut in, cut cut in, in. right, and and ran past the world. Yeah, so (laughs) that's what happened. And nobody expected as soon as soon as he made the cut. We was watching with my buddy. Yeah, uh, when he made the cut. Yeah, when he made the cut, I was like, oh, it's over with. (laughs) It's over with. Just like he said in the in the presser, he said, oh yeah. Well, he said once I made the. The safety miss, I knew it was over with. Like, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I like that. He's been in Chicago for a while now. He even talking like us now. Over with. <laughs> hey, let's uh let's move on to the NFL here. Let's go around the league real quick. Um wanna start with game of the week, game Vikings, of the, game of the year. Yeah, let's let's hey, go quick, with that. Quick. Quick I shout out no. to the Vikings Buffalo game. As I don't know if I mentioned this on the podcast before, but the Cook brothers are distant relatives of okay. mine. And my whole family, my mom, my aunts, they were out there at the game. Like, oh, nice. Crazy. Wish I could have went. They got a no, treat. <laughs> I didn't watch that. We were we were watching the Bears game. And it came on after. And a little extra was more than enough. Yeah. Well, no, you know what? I didn't <laughs> see that. game within the game. Oh, you didn't get the bonus? I didn't see that. No, because I, w- I went to the oh. football after show. Oh. I put, was, see, I always put that I on do. my phone. I put that so, on my phone uh, and listen to it. So, yeah, but I thought the game was over. I was like, oh, um, uh, what's the Buffalo. running back? Um, Cook. Uh, Cook, yeah. He when just he said did, his name. Yeah. yeah. When he dropped, when he Cook didn't scores. catch that touchdown pass. Well, he scored to make it, I think he made it 31-17. Oh, when he ran the 80-yard Yeah, right. Gotcha. right. Gotcha. I was like, oh, wow, that's nice. Minnesota's <laughs> going to, you know, make a, I guess, make a make a make game of run. it, whatever. You know, and then 
uh, as I'm watching the 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 after show, I'm like, wait a minute, this game's in overtime. <laughs> I'm like, what what the hell just happened? Oh yeah, so you yeah you. you and then were... I saw the well, I had to see the highlights, and I saw Man, what happened. It was like, wow, you missed the catch of the oh my god, yeah, of this year at least. <laughs> I think that's it's better than the Odell catch. So well, it had more it had more riding on it. And it was more relevancy, and it was and it better was defended. And it was contested. Yeah, yeah. it was contested. Yeah, yeah way yeah. better defended. <laughs> he just yeah. that dude climbed the Sears Tower on that one. Yeah. I, and one hand helped helped. Thank you for helping me catch the ball better. Yes, and took it out of his hand and came down fourth and eighteen. I mean, man, that's that's a hell of a motherfucking catch right there, boy. Because I'm like, yeah, I couldn't believe it. Like, wait, did he just take that ball out? Like. I, so in fast motion, it didn't look like the defender had it. It looked yeah. like he just caught yeah. it. Yeah. But then when you stay slowed it down, the defender hit, had the ball and, and like his hand snatched was there. it down. Yeah. Yeah. And, and for controlled him to it. Maintain control of that. Oh my God. <laughs> will will awesome. you be able to recreate that in Madden next year? Uh not in the slightest. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, but, but no, that's that's a that's a season defining uh win. Yeah. And a season defining uh, Minnesota on both yeah. sides. Both yeah. sides. And the I'll tell you what, and a defeat. And yeah, go ahead. Go no, ahead. I was gonna say, in in lieu of our earlier conversation about quarterbacks and media and how they're perceived and <laughs> what and yeah, come, on, come on, hit it for me. Look, look, I'm a, I'm hit a Josh, I've been a Josh Allen. Hit fan. it for me. Uh, hit it of, for me. Not a fan this of his politics. Once this tweet came out before the draft, I was like, oh, "Okay, I gotta, not, I gotta take you off my 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 favorite list here." But as a pure football observer, observer, I always thought he was a poor man's John Elway. So I'm very pumped for his skill set. And up until about two, maybe three weeks ago, he's looking like the MVP. The last two weeks, he's been looking like. The the opposite of MVP, PVM or whatever, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, force <laughs> force valued member <laughs> because he's been throwing <laughs> he's been throwing pick after pick after pick after pick, and they've been bad interceptions. Like, mm-hmm. how are you throwing that bad interception? You throwing in his gut, and he's not been getting killed for it. Mm-mm. Nope. He's man. a competitor. He man. didn't like that. You saw how mad he was. Man, he's going oh, to he's going to take he's going to take personal accountability about that. And you know he, but someone made a point. I, I I don't know if it was Ryan Clark or whoever, but it's like, look, he he being Josh has been talked about the kind of guy that can galvanize his team, and he's got that big personality. He's a prankster. The guys like him and stuff. It's like, yeah, the bigger the personality. The bigger the disappointment. Sometimes, how does he handle the disappointment? Because just as you can galvanize a room with your energy and your being effusive and just you know that much energy, if you're the sour puss in the room, you can bring everybody down too. And he, they say he's not necessarily playing hero ball, but it's like, dude, you've got to learn how to better take care of the ball. You, you're you're supposed to be better than this. Yeah, and he is not getting killed for that. And and that he is costing his team. Those those three losses are kind of on him. That's that is what has. When I said I was going to touch on something, you hit it on the head. 
he is getting so much of a pass that it is really, it is really bothering me because it's because of his skin tone that he's getting this pass. So what are you saying? I sat and watched. <laughs> I sat and watched my favorite guy in the media right now, LaShawn Crazy Work Shady McCoy. <laughs> I sat and watched this dude on speak on his show literally killed Dak Prescott because he had a 14-point lead in the fourth quarter and blew it. He said top 10 quarterbacks do not do that. Do not blow leads. When they switched the segment to Josh Allen, he said, man, he just had a bad game. Like, let's not go there. Let's not go there. Like, let's come on, man. Are we, are we really going to say this about Josh Allen? Not once did he mention this man blew a 17-point lead in the fourth quarter. Not going to mention that. And he single-handedly blew it. It was Dak Prescott didn't blow that lead on his own. Josh Allen, you fumble a snap in it. You threw two picks. and You threw a pick two. in the fourth quarter. Two picks. Then yeah. you had a fumble. fumble. Then you threw the ending pick in overtime. Mm-hmm. He single-handedly blew the game. And yes. nothing is said. Then you hear people are saying, Chris Broussard, another one. As you can see, I watch a lot of them shows because Nick Wright is becoming my favorite analyst. He's been on this Josh Allen thing forever because he's such a Pat Mahomes fan. And he does not, <laughs> he does not believe Josh Allen belongs in the same breath. And, and I'm starting to feel him because it's like Pat Mahomes gets penalized for what he's done in the past. Josh Allen gets right. ignored for what he's done in the past. It's like, what if he done now? Like, and it's crazy. It's like they're saying, well, this is just like last year when Mahomes went through that bad stretch. No, it's not like last year because when Mahomes went through that bad stretch, that's out of character for Pat Mahomes. What Josh Allen is doing is in character. This is what he is. He throws picks. He 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 always has double digit picks. Like for Pat Mahomes seen your double-digit pitch last year. That was out of character. That was not what we've seen from Pat Mahomes over his career. Like, so stop trying to, like, don't ignore his flaws. Like, and give him a pass for that, man. Like, like he's playing bad right now. Acknowledge that. Give him the same criticism you would give other quarterbacks. If Lamar Jackson does that, because when the, they were blowing leads in the fourth quarters, the Ravens was, it was, well, Lamar Jackson got to play better. He got to do this. He got to do that. It wasn't no, the defense is simple. Only person I could say was coming at that defense was Stephen A. Smith. He was on that defense <laughs> ass. But everybody else was like, Lamar got to play better. It's been on him that they lost. And no one is coming at Josh Allen. Like, I, I'm really starting to have a really big problem. Aaron Rodgers has kind of been let off hook a little bit. Oh, he's he's always Tom, Tom see, Brady was kind of getting a little bit how, of a pass. And see, and that's well, how has Rodgers been let off the hook? I don't I don't know about that. Oh, you've got to be kidding! Me. I don't know about Rodgers over his career. Over his career, I'm talking about this season though. I'm a, about this a, season, a little, a bit. little bit, a little bit. That's why Shady the, the, keeps me in because he's one that's be on Aaron Rodgers' ass, and I love that. That's why Shady keeps me watching. Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers is only really, really criticized for his play on the field when he did, when he did the, the game before, not this game, but the game before last when they lost to Detroit. Because how, how bad those interceptions were. Beforehand, he was being accused of not being 
a good leader, a so leader, to speak. That's it. But it wasn't like his, his I play I on the like, field. I feel like Packer Nation has been has been down on Rodgers this year. That's a little different than the than the media, though. Right. Fans are more emotional. Right. Well, fan, the media fan, ha- well you know what? I, I I listen a lot to uh, Colin Cowherd. He's never really been a, uh, he, he, a he's, Aaron Rodgers See, and that's guy. the thing. Yeah. Like, I, I listen to those people that hate yeah. <laughs> like, I, so, <laughs> like I, 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 that's why I said that's why Shady continues to draw me back in because he he speaks on Aaron Rodgers in a way that I feel a lot of people are afraid of. Like he speaks on the fact that, like, okay, we're blaming everybody but him. Like it's always somebody else's fault. Like when do it become his fault? Like other quarterbacks don't get that treatment. Like, I can even say Tom Brady, to an extent, don't get that treatment. They were killing Tom early this season because he missed 11 days of training camp. Aaron Rodgers wasn't at OTAs to build a relationship with those young receivers. And they haven't mentioned that at all. Tom Brady was going through a divorce. (laughs) He went to Robert Crabb's wedding, and they killed him on TV. (laughs) And they are making excuse after excuse for Aaron Rodgers, whose only success comes by beating the Chicago Bears. The man hasn't sniffed the Super Bowl in over a decade. He had had to win the Super Bowl, too. He had to beat the Steelers. Yeah, I don't care. Tom Brady has won four since then. (laughs) And he getting crucified. To your point, you know, Trevor Lawrence has gotten a big pass all season, too. Well, I, 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 I would say Trevor Lawrence has just been forgotten about nah. in Jacksonville. Nah. I, I they, haven't heard I haven't heard good or bad about Trevor Lawrence. Well, that's that's my problem, point. Though. It's like that's just problem, why, so why why would Justin Fields be getting smashed for a team that ain't done nothing in years? But now he's getting talk of MVP though. A uh, one person said it. One but, one, but one person that likes. But no, bites. no. But, but, but I think but, that's the point. But he's though. been. But 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 Fields has been getting his flowers the last month. But I think so, that's yeah, because he's earned them. But he's and, and, I, I'm not, I and I say I, I'm saying he does. I would rather be that guy that's being talked about than the guy that's being forgotten about. If that makes sense. Uh, but I, I think so. I hear what you're saying, and I I I can get with that to a point. But going on what Brandon is saying, if you actually listen to the telecast, if you're yeah. watching some of these games, uh, Lawrence will make a pass. Oh, that's why he was a number one pick. Oh, mm-hmm. you see why. But, you know, as soon as he makes an interception, well, you know, he's going to do a little bit uh, better. You know, I got to be like, honest with you guys. I haven't watched one Jacksonville Jaguars game all year. Yeah, I haven't either. <laughs> and that's but what I'm he, saying. But he's he, forgotten but about. He, he, I wouldn't say he's forgotten about, though. I, I will say he gets he gets a pass that everyone that drafted behind him. I'm not even gonna make this about Fields. I'm gonna say every quarterback that was drafted behind him doesn't get. Like like uh Zach Wilson team is six and three. And the talk is Zach Wilson holding them back. <laughs> like Mac Jones went to the playoffs last year, and he currently has the Patriots five and four. And it's still talk that Mac Jones ain't ain't got it. It's true, he doesn't. You know, I mean, I, I get it. 
<laughs> and you know, and, and I'm not saying a lot of this stuff is not warranted. Of all the team, of all these second year quarterbacks, Trevor Lawrence and Trey Lance were supposed to make the biggest jumps. Right. We're supposed to make the biggest jumps now. Trey Lance got hurt. Okay, scratch him out. But so many people said the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to contend to win that division. And what are they? Damn that tie with Houston. Yeah, I think they're three and or no two and they're three and six. Like they're three and seven, like us. Three and seven. Three and seven. The Jaguars and the Bears had the same record. What's yeah. Houston record? Because Houston Houston's, definitely beat Houston's them. One and seven. Houston's one seven and one. one seven and their one guys. win is against Jacksonville. <laughs> right. You know, like like it, it's a it's a major it, it's it's going unnoticed. One person that says some two people, Richard Sherman mentioned brought that up saying he's getting too much of a pass and <laughs> And Todd, I mean, Mel Kuyper said, if it's anyone of this class, that's the big, that's the major disappointment is Trevor Lawrence. Wow. What Kuyper said that? Yes. Now, now he said, he said, coming in, he like coming into the draft, it was one A, one B between him and, and Justin. He said he felt Justin should have went two. He like, he like, I said that from jump. He like, so if I was to redraft, I wouldn't change that. I was still. Mm take Lawrence one, Justin two. He like, but if there's anyone and I'm going to say that's been a major disappointment, it has been Trevor Lawrence. He like, I expected him to make that jump and he hasn't. And now he's going, he's becoming ignored now, I think it's because of what Justin is doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree with that. I, I don't think it's because he's in Jacksonville or no, he's becoming ignored now because Justin has took it to a point where it's no longer about those quarterbacks in his class. Right. Because Justin's doing it without all the help that the exact. other guys have. He he's 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 took it to a point where they're putting him in the category with these top quarterbacks. Like like granted, I know I know the NFL ain't really supposed to be about fantasy. But, but he's helping our fantasy team. I'm two and zero because of this dude right now. Forty plus back to back weeks. You get what I'm saying? Like he, but he's single handedly making that draft class become untalked about. Like Zach Wilson's going to continue to get talked about because the Jack, York. the Jets are in New York and they're, they're actually winning. good, and he is. A weak link, like, <laughs> especially now that Brees Hall is out. Right, Mac Jones, he's with Belichick. Like, so he's going to, you know, continue to get talked about. Trevor Lawrence, like you were supposed to elevate that organization, hasn't done it yet. You know, I'm. I, I'm actually one that liked Trevor Lawrence. So, you know, I I'm gonna still say I anticipated coming, you know. I still believe as I felt him and Justin were the best two quarterbacks in that draft, and I still believe that, you know. So maybe he'll figure it out. 
we'll see. But he's, but I think it's because of Justin that he's going ignored now. You know who else is going ignored? Who is that? To some degree, or just fading into the woodwork. Two and seven Las Vegas Raiders. What the <laughs> hell happened to them? And is Josh Allen, or not Josh Allen, Josh, Josh McDaniels, go, man. he has got to be on a very hot seat. I mean, it should be a hot seat. And he, as a matter of fact, I'm with you. Gotta you got to go. He you gotta go. go. You I gotta mean, go. Dude. Did, did we dis- we discussed just Saturday last week, right? Yeah, we did. <laughs> she comes in. They won. And, and they won. And they played well. And they brought Matt Ryan off the scrap heap. He wasn't supposed to play the rest of the year. He brought yeah. now, now, okay. I know we're supposed to, we kind of was bringing up the Raiders, but I gotta say this. I know we talked about it, and there was some bull. But there's something to be said about a person that can be a leader of me. <laughs> Here we go. I'm just saying, like Jonathan Taylor. Mean? Jonathan Taylor was a lost cause. <laughs> you bring a Hall of Fame. Is is he a Hall of Famer? No, no, he's not a Hall of Famer. Not Hall of Fame will caliber. He, will he be? You think? Uh, it's just tough. Offensive lineman okay. in that center position. There's not he, a lot of. He he okay. could he could become that. Okay, well, uh. Super Bowl champion O lineman comes in accurate, and now Jonathan Taylor finally gets over 100 yards rushing. Matt Ryan touchdown <laughs> passes. <laughs> like, Matt Ryan, Matt Ryan ran for like 15 yards and didn't get touched. Like, like uh, does that does that make him a leader of men or is it a spark? C. He's a sparky leader of men. I think I think it's a little bit of both. A little bit of both. Because I he could have easily like that was a wild hiring, man. It was wild. I watched like, I watched that game on red zone. Mm-hmm. So they, they were going back and forth, right. uh, the the Colts and Raiders. And you you noticed that there was a lot of excitement on that sideline. Um for the Colts. Can it can it be sustained though? Well, Probably not. Question. Probably not. I think it can be. Dude, let, let's not forget not something. Not this year. I I'm not hey, that division is still very much open. Um, I know the Titans have a big a bit of a jump, but it's not like the Colts are two and seven. I mean, they're four, was I think they're four, five, and one. Four, five, and one. Yeah. So and we talked about this team. Now, they've still got some significant injuries. Shaq Leonard's still injured, a couple other people. But we talked about this team. It has a, the talent. It's been a playoff caliber team. It just needed a quarterback. We said that. For, you, said, you, could, you could have said it about the Colts the last three four years. So the talent is still there. It just has to be utilized and cultivated in a better way. And what Jeff Saturday said was, was like, hey, look, I'm going to let these guys do what they do. And, you know, I'm going to do what I do. And that's more or less, you know, make those decisions. Do we go for a field goal? You know, time for that, you know, calling challenge flag. I mean, just basically being a CEO is what it sounds like he's going to be to me. Something that our previous head coach probably should have tried to do instead of trying to be everything else. If he was a CEO, he'd probably still be here. But just as like, look, oh, he, he's not, he, yeah, he, he's like, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not dumb. I'm not stupid. And my common sense tells me there's no way I'm going to come in here and just change everything. So we need to get things working the way that they can work with what we have. And we're a a run-oriented team, play-action-oriented team. So let's be that. 
comes down to kicking a field goal or going for it, give me the points. And and, and see, and see, that's why I wanted to talk about the Colts because everything we just said is why Josh McDaniels need to get his ass fired. Exactly. This guy just coming in and he's able to make those type of adjustments. Like, and you can't like this, like you got Derek Carr crying in press conferences. <laughs> like, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with crying, but like foot, but I felt that I felt it because all the stuff he's went through. Mm-hmm. Right. That was that wasn't they, just that wasn't just that they, game. Yeah, that, that was wasn't last, that just that game. That goes back the to stuff last they year. They went through last year, mm-hmm. and then they bring in a top at the top receiver in the game in everybody's eyes, and Devontae. And Devontae is still one of them guys. Let's not get it wrong. Still mad that that one week <laughs> he only gave me one and a half points. <laughs> <laughs> he, made, he made up for it on Sunday, didn't he? Last two Sundays. Yeah, he yeah. made up for last two Sundays, but I lost that week. <laughs> I should have been on the I should have been on the five game winning streak. Oh, <laughs> you man. know, but hey, but yeah, but like, and we're losing like this. Like, what was it worth? What was it worth? To well, your point, real quick, like to your point, as far as a uh, head coach making a difference just saturday was an example but also too you look at with the minnesota vikings last year i think they were what, one and six or oh and six in close games close games right now, now there's like six and oh or seven and one something something crazy like like they're winning those close games and i thought the kevin o'connell hiring i was like whatever dude you weren't even calling plays for the rams how the hell you get the head coaching job well hey some of those decisions you make and granted some of it might be luck you know josh Fumbling the ball was fortuitous for 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 Minnesota, but you do things but that help your team in that, position. in that position exactly, and you don't do things to cause yourself losses. And Josh McDaniels, like you just said, the Raiders won a lot of close games with the tight ends, or I mean, with the was he the special teams coach or whatever he was, who was the, who was the interim Rich, coach last Rich, year, Rich, Rich Basaccia, yeah, yeah, something like that. He was like the interim coach after the whole Gruden thing, and like we talked about last week, the Henry Ruggs thing. And you come in and basically, you know, Derek Carr is like the leader, de facto leader and face of the organization. And they are winning these games, you know, and granted, some of it, you know, is emotional. You spur it all. But like you just said, you bring in a guy. This is the second time around. And he's been an offensive coordinator for a couple of Super Bowl winning teams. And he's a second go around. He comes in and he have more talent to work with than he did when he was at Denver. And y'all, are, they have blown four 17-point leads. They are losing close games. Maybe. Come on, man. You, Maybe you, he's an offensive coordinator. Yes. But, I think but, it's, Oh, but, and I'm sorry. But, the Vikings, Zimmer was the opposite. He was losing those close games. So you changed the coach. Now you win those close games. But, G, I mean, it's like you asked, what, what makes someone a leader of men? Josh McDaniels. Is clearly not a leader of men. Wow. He's clearly not. He's a subordinate. Man, you harsh. It's simple. It's simple. Well, that, that's fine. You, you know, it's simple. Being self-aware is okay. <laughs> and, 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 uh, you, I'm not saying you're wrong. I just just say it like that. It was just but, so but it's the truth. 
it's the truth man like 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 i and i end up having to post it i'm like man we caught we causing all this ruckus over just saturday getting a job we need to be wondering why josh mcdaniel still got a job oh man oh he's he's burning the the organization to the ground well here's here's the deal all right i i wasn't a big fan of the jeff saturday hire just because i thought that it was it was unfair to it's yeah, still a coach's on, we, on that and we all it's, still it's, agree that yes, it's still unfair. Still <laughs> but if they can have a really good game against the Eagles on Sunday, you might be able to change my mind on that. Last, like I, I think I think that the Raiders game was a was a nice spark, and everybody was you know was happy about change. You know, change is sometimes good. If, if he go and if he beat the Eagles, he or beat if, he, the Eagles. if he have a tight game I'm, or I'm beat the Eagles. It's it's not. I'm not gonna necessarily. I'm on board. I'll, I'll, be, I'll be on board. I will. But I'm I, definitely I, gonna I, ask I, some questions about the Eagles. That's all I'm gonna say. Why do Why do we think the Eagles were suddenly this unbeatable team? I mean, they struggled against the Lions. Okay, but they're a good team, though. I'm not saying they're not. I say what makes people think they're unbeatable. No, I don't think they're unbeatable. Exactly. I was, so I, everybody, I, everybody was talking about the Eagles could go undefeated. I was like, no. Nah. I. I had them losing their first game December 18th, but you know. <laughs> Is that the Bears game? Yeah. <laughs> you know, get, Man, get no. beat, get beat by ye, the, ye the better no version of your quarterback. No, <laughs> I like Jalen Hurts. Don't don't, don't <laughs> I, 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 I am a Jalen Hurts. But no, fan. I didn't you, you're right. I didn't understand the whole the whole Eagles love. I think they're a very good team, and I, I think they're a Super Bowl contender. But sure. the whole undefeated thing, that that I, I wasn't buying that for a second. As much as I like Jalen Hurts, as much as I hate the Cowboys, I still think the Cowboys is a bigger threat in the playoffs than the Eagles. Hmm. Uh, I think they may have more playmakers on both sides of the ball than the Eagles do. And more of those playmakers probably reside on the defensive side. But I think the Eagles have very good players on defense. I don't know how many of those guys are playmakers, like mm-hmm. um, Trayvon Diggs is and like uh, my guy Micah Parsons. Mm-hmm. You know, those guys are game record. They, they what make the plays. hell was Dan Quinn doing with Micah Parsons Sunday? That's the type of stuff that make me think NFL be on some other stuff, man. <laughs> He didn't have him on the edge at all. Like that's questionable, man. Something that's on the something they saw in the game plan said that we need you maybe to in pass coverage. You know, we need your athleticism out there. That's not what makes him Michael Parsons. Well, I mean, what makes him Michael Parsons is he can do all those things. I mean, a guy could literally play probably every position on the defense except nose tackle. He he could he could actually play he could play corner. He's he's got four three four three and eight four three nine speed, so he's fast enough to be a cornerback. He can definitely play safety. He can definitely play any linebacking position. He can play the edges. He probably just can't do interior defense. But if you ask him to for one play, he'll probably be quick enough <laughs> to, to to get behind the offensive lineman or something. But but yeah, dude. I mean. But I think Dallas, I agree with you. Dallas has a few more playmakers on on offense. I mean, you got A.J. Brown and Devonta Smith, Sanders to a degree, maybe Goddard, 
But I, I think with Dallas, you got CeeDee Lamb. I think a healthy Michael Gallup can make plays. Pollard can score from anywhere. Zeke is still a threat, if you ask me, especially and if you get tough yards. I think if they had Zeke, they don't lose Sunday. Yeah, and, and, and as much as Prescott can be have his issues, he's a better passer than uh, – at least a more accomplished passer than, uh, than Hurts is. So, so yeah, I mean, Dallas can be a threat, but you know what, you know what, you know what always makes me say no to Dallas? Coach and staff. Yeah, I'm about to say Dallas. Yeah. Coach, <laughs> they gonna, coach and staff. They're going to get you, in their own way. Just what you just said. Why, <laughs> why did they do what they did? Why, why you deviate from what works? You know, you're running the ball, you're getting five yards of carry. Why is Dak passing when you still got a 14 point lead? Man. <laughs> why is he passing more than the team that's trailing? <laughs> Man. Don't overthink it, stupid. But, but that takes me back to what I was saying. People like Bears, are, they down and they still running the ball. Yeah, Green Bay was down, still ran the ball, came back, won the game. Sometimes it works. You know, like, but hey, you know. Hey, let's uh, let's move on to college football here. Um, let's. Man, I was so close on my plus 40 for Indiana. Yeah, I, I got I got something for you for that. I, I, I think I probably messed you up. But uh oh, damn. But start start with, with uh what's going on at UVA at University of Virginia. Um three of their uh their players were uh were killed in a in a in a uh, senseless act of violence by um a former former teammate which is which is really crazy condolences uh go out to uh the families of Deshaun Perry, Devin Chandler and Lavelle Davis Jr who were uh members of the UVA football team um just man i i can't even imagine what was going through the head of of, of this this coward that that you know that that did this. Um, that's just that's just a sad situation, man. You don't, you know, that's something you don't you don't expect to happen. You know, uh, for people that young to lose their lives, um, but the community's grieving. Uh, they don't know yet. Uh, UVA still has, I believe, one more game to go um, on the season. Uh, Two play. Oh yeah, two more. We got Virginia Tech still, and the, the game this week that's supposed to be coming up. Um, so yeah, they haven't they haven't decided if they're going to uh, to play this season. I don't honestly, I don't know how you how you could after something like this. That's that's devastating. Um, so I would understand if they they didn't. And I understand I understand if they do play. Um, um, to play for for their memory, so I, I would get, you know, either uh, um, either decision uh, that would be made by those teams. But uh, Coastal Carolina and Virginia Tech, the last two. Okay. So um, uh, I don't uh, tough situation. Yeah, that's that's tough, man. Like I know. Of course, I went to Grambling and like my little sister went to Grambling and anytime and Grambling had some incidents on campus campus while she was there. So anytime I would hear of 
a shooting on campus or anything, my heart would instantly drop. Like, call my little sister. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm been in my room all day. I'm good. Like, okay. <laughs> but, like, you know, you instantly get that worry. So, like, yeah. first thing you think about, like, is the family. Like, whew, how do you, like, you, you expect, you, you send your kids to college and expect them to be safe. Like, that's always first thing that comes to my mind when I hear about these type of things like mass shootings at schools. Like we send our kids to school with the mindset that they're going to be safe. And these things happen like this is, man, it, it, it makes you fearful. You know, it, it really does. And I mean, my, my heart goes out to the families, uh, to the school, to everyone that is affected by this. Like, Truth, man. Mm. Oh wow! I just, I'm sorry. I'm just looking uh, on. Like I said, it was a shooting at uh, University of Idaho. Uh, multiple homicides today. See, wow! I, you know, and that's something you was just talking about before we yeah, got on. Yeah, that's crazy. Earlier wow. when we talked about <laughs> bringing the subject up, I was like, "Hey, do we need to start being concerned that you're going to start seeing a rash of these things?" It seems wow. like when one happens. A couple of more seem to pop up within like, you know, weeks to a month of it happening. And here you are telling us that something happens on Idaho's campus. And, and, you know, I hate to sound like a broken record because that's what we all sound like in a lot of ways comes to the mind of, you know, we just recently had a voting and, and figuring out who's going to be, you know, in charge of the house, who's going to be in charge of the Senate and all these things. And it's like, every time, these things happen. These politicians are quiet. You don't hear nothing, or they find some other reason to say it's not what it is. Man, these guns are an issue, man. I mean, people having access to them is a problem. People having the easy access to them is a problem. And I realize, you know, stuff's in the Constitution, and you know, the 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 horse is already out the barn in terms of you know people not going to want to give up their guns. But some people, anybody ain't supposed to have a gun, man. Mm-hmm. And clearly there are some people out there who have other agendas, people who are wrongly motivated, people who have um, other issues. And we're going to keep having these stories over and over again. And who pays the price? We all do. You know, we all suffer. You know, we, we just lost three lives with loss. We have, and these, these are young people who are at institutions of higher learning. We have absolutely no idea how they would have been, you know, beneficial to humanity, what they might have brought to the, to the we, we don't know. And here's the thing, not only are they damaged, we don't know how that damage affects the family. We don't know how that damage affects the, the, the younger members of the family. We don't know if this fear now prevents them from maybe, I don't want to go to college because, you know, Jojo mm-hmm. got take, taken out or whatever the case might be, you know, or the parents, I'm not sending you away. Nope, you're gonna you're gonna do this or whatever the case might be. And and the people at the university, how 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 does that impact the campus? You know, when a person loses their life, man, it's not just a loss of life that is gone. It's it, 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 that effect that, that that's the, the damage. I mean, and that sound crass, but that person is gone, so they're not here. The people who are left behind, that damage 
is felt and reverberated through them and the people that knew them. Mm. You know, how does that affect? How, how does you know, then you have that? How does that ripple effect? And then you talk about multiple lives. Now you're talking about multiple ripples yeah. of, of all that bad negative energy going out that's affecting people. And, um, you know, it, it's, you know, I, I don't know what the answer is. I don't know what you do. You Man. know, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how you, you protect yourself, you know, cause you, you can be the right person in the wrong place at the wrong time for no reason other than you just existing. People are, people are losing their lives for existing. What kind of mm-hmm. sense does that make? And, and I, and I, <laughs> And I've had this conversation with many of my friends who who carry legally. You know, I carry legally, but I most often don't even care about that because in today's society, carrying does not protect you. <laughs> it doesn't protect you. You know, you have no idea when this stuff is going to take place. What have what is having a gun going to do? Find it more beneficial for me to leave my gun at home in the house and protect if someone try to intrude my home. But like other than that, like I, I for one, I have the mind. I'm not a person that's wilding out in these streets, so I'm not expected to be a target. So I'm not on edge all the time. Anytime somebody walk up to me, I'm ready to pull. Like no, like I'm I'm a regular citizen. Like that's that one thing i want to bring up is also like so whatever story comes out of this of how it took place anything like that i want to put that out there now on my side that i could care less i don't believe life should be lost in any instance so that's just I just wanted to put that out there in the air, like because it might be a wild story that come out as to why he acted the way he acted. Mm-hmm. Could care less. Life didn't have to be taken for that to happen. Right. But like Glenn, you brought up like the politicians and you know and the guns and stuff, and it's funny that you know that you mentioned that, and then I see earlier today gun range popular gun range here in the chicago area was broken into Mm. today i don't know if you have a if you all eagle eagle sports range yeah i've heard of it yeah 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 Yeah. was broke into 23 guns were stolen Mm. like it it makes you question like should these places of that nature should they have maybe replicas plastic like fake guns and when you buy some maybe you have to order it and it, like i don't i mean because i know they're not going to necessarily say no guns i know that's not going to be the case but it's like because that's what they're that's what they do a lot of times they break into these gun stores and and steal them and some people sell them on, on the black market and all that stuff too. But like, like it, it's something has to give. It's definitely a lot of guns in the wrong hands, the wrong hands, you know. And this this is just a very unfortunate 
situation. Absolutely. So yeah, prayers, prayers out to to uh, to those families that have been affected, and uh, to the to the UVA football team. Um, let's segue over. I guess we'll talk about the playoffs real quick. Um, big nothing, weekend. Nothing changed. I think with the uh, the, group, the selection committee just finished uh, not too long ago, and the top four are still the same top four. TCU was top four last week. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So it's still um, Georgia, uh, Ohio State, Michigan, and TCU. People thought maybe TCU might jump Michigan, but they didn't. Um, so it's no need. Yeah. Not not at this point. Um, and uh, Tennessee's five with LSU moving up to six, and USC behind them. So a two-loss US LSU team is ahead of a one-loss USC team. I think Oregon. It was Tennessee, Oregon last week. Over Oregon's loss, LSU's jumped up. Um, so uh, it's interesting. I um, mean, Georgia. Chances are they'll win out. They have Ole Miss, who's eight and two, but I don't know. If, but you never know. You never know. You Injuries never know. can happen in a game. Ohio State's got. Uh, I'm sorry, Georgia doesn't have Ole Miss. I'm sorry, I, was just, I looked at it the wrong way. Um, but I think Georgia, the rest of Georgia's games, I think they're they're definitely like super super league favorite. I think the SEC championship game where they play LSU is probably the one where, although they'll be favorite, there's a chance that they might lose that one. Ohio State, and Michigan, obviously going to play each other at the end of the year, so that might allow some other teams to move up. And a TCU still has a couple of tough games left, and they still have. Big 12 championship game and the winner of the Ohio State Michigan game has a Big 12 or Big 10 championship game in Georgia as the SEC championship game. So a school like Tennessee kind of laying in the cut is in a good space because they don't have any more championship games. They just have to win out and any of the teams lose that are ahead of them gives them an opportunity to be in the playoff run. But you can't forget about those teams that do have championship aspirations for their conferences like USC and like Clemson, where winning those games can pro- propel them. And I think USC. Clemson so, ain't getting back up there, GM. Uh, hey, man, they better not. Maybe they better not. the hell not. But a, lot, a, lot, <laughs> a lot can happen between now and then. And they just still just have one loss. And their one loss is to Notre Dame. And if Notre Dame beats USC, that helps Clemson a little bit. In a lot of ways, because it knocks USC down, plus it makes Clemson's loss in Notre Dame a better loss, if that makes any sense. Um, and, and keep in mind, Notre Dame beat North Carolina as well. And if Clemson beats North Carolina in the, in the ACC championship game, that pushes them up as well. So there's still Notre Dame some... beat the whole ACC quietly. Yeah, pretty much, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. They couldn't handle, uh, and then those damn bums couldn't cover the spread against against Navy. <laughs> could, could handle Marshall or Navy really well, but they could beat on the ACC schools. But I'm just saying, there's there's still a lot of college football left to be played, and having this you know 14 playoff over the last several years has made college football a bit more interesting down the stretch. And looking forward, when it, it expands to 12 teams you're really going to be seeing a lot of uh, maneuvering and a lot of politicking, you know, for uh, where teams are going to be and who beats who, who win, who won what game at which time in the year when that team was ranked and how significant that may or may not be going forward. 
Um, so, yeah, I, I think college football is in a good space right now. Um, and that in conjunction with watching these players that we look and see is, and, and if that's, that's, you know, college football, people gravitating a bit more to college football is going to make the NFL a little bit more appealing for those who are more NFL fans than they are collegiate fans, because now you may see a couple of these college players that you followed in the playoffs, because now it's not going to just be one or two games. You're going to see maybe three, four games, just kind of like how we used to do when it came to the NCAA tournament basketball. Maybe you don't follow college basketball, but you follow a tournament and you see that Steph Curry kid from Davis. And like, ah, who's this kid? Man, he's really good. So now when he goes to the pros, you're like, oh, yeah, I remember that dude. He was killing that Davison. So I'm just saying that there's a connectivity here that could expand and, and help football in general be a bit more appealing. But that's just me being excited because I'm a football fan overall. <laughs> I guess my question is if LSU beats Georgia Mm -hmm. is it possible they can jump into that playoff LSU most definitely okay because their loss of Florida State was early and guess what Florida State is ranked like 17th in the country there's seven and three so Florida the more Florida State wins the less bad the LSU game lost and it was a close game and it's the first game of the season new head coach you can really explain that away you know yeah uh the only thing that really hurts lsu is, is they lost to tennessee right? at home and they got the shit dog dog shit knocked out of them it looks really yeah. bad but they beat alabama and if they beat georgia who beat tennessee then yeah and it's the sec and they do get a little more latitude because it's it's been a, a top-notch conference for the last decade plus um you know, some people say is it possible that three SEC teams get in? I, I don't think they're going to let that happen. Hell no. No, it's no shot. Hell no. I wouldn't say it's no shot. No I just, shot. I would, well, say, I would say there's a shot. Well, they won't I'll, let it happen. I'll say this. But there's a shot. I'll say this. It, it's, it's not as doubtful as we think. No. T, T, because LSU, I mean, Michigan, Ohio State, one of them will lose. Well, Michigan, if, Michigan if, would have to lose to Illinois. Well, no, but Ohio State, Michigan, one of them will lose. One of them I understand, lose. but I'm saying though, Michigan, Michigan's gonna have to lose two because before before a third SEC team is going to not I don't think so. I don't think so. They ain't played nobody. No way. I don't think so. They haven't if, played if, anybody. I'll say if let's but say Penn State's only I'll say this. I'll say this. So it's two scenarios. If if Ohio State beat Michigan, which we kind of all think, think it's gonna happen, it's gonna happen. <laughs> TCU lose, mm-hmm. USC lose. Mm-hmm. I'm not bringing up Clemson. There's no way they put them in that fucking playoff. Yeah, Clemson could lose to North Carolina. But if they lose, to, like, I'm going to say they don't lose, but I still, but there's a chance. If Michigan lose to Ohio State and TCU lose and USC lose, there's a chance you could see three. And I think the only way you don't see three if if TCU lose and USC lose is if Michigan beat Ohio State. I think Ohio State will still get in. Right. I think Ohio State will still get in with the loss. I don't think Michigan will still get in with the loss if all those other teams lose behind. I, I, and he, we're talking about winning and losing you have to factor in close wins and close losses mm-hmm. or more so importantly, a close loss because a close loss is like, well, on a neutral site, maybe, or 
whatever the case might be. And keep in mind with USC, they still got to play Notre Dame. They can lose Notre Dame, still make it to the, you know, Pac-12 championship game and still either win or lose that one, but they'll have two losses on the record. Yeah, and two lost Pac-12 Pac team is definitely right. not getting in. It's questionable uh, for one loss. Check this out. We were talking about the Big Ten West earlier. That no one wants to win this. <laughs> As of right now, Purdue will be in the championship game, right? Yeah. So they will. No team actually has like a a a, a, a straight course into the Big Ten title game. They all are going to need help at this point, right now. So uh, Purdue needs to win out, and they need an Iowa loss versus Minnesota or Nebraska. For Illinois to get there. Uh, actually, I think Illinois, if they win out, they're in. They're but they're going to lose to Michigan. I mean, yeah, right. if they're going to lose to Michigan. So uh, if they lose to Michigan, they need to beat Northwestern, and then they need Purdue to lose. They need Minnesota to lose, and they need Iowa to lose. Uh, Iowa needs to win out. Um. Or get a loss by Minnesota and Purdue and Illinois. <laughs> Minnesota needs to win out and need they need a Purdue loss. And Wisconsin oh, could still get there. Oh my God. So all these teams are still in the hunt. They wow. need to beat Nebraska, need to beat Minnesota, and get a loss by Iowa, Purdue, and, and Illinois. Oh my God. That's crazy. <laughs> and, and what's messed up is. Illinois losing hurts Michigan even more. Yeah. <laughs> it hurts Michigan even more. <laughs> so uh say so yeah, a Big Ten West, man. That's that's uh that's gonna be something to look at in the next the next two weeks here. Yeah, they can't wait for USC and UCLA to get there. <laughs> <laughs> hey, in the in the uh uh for time's sake here, let's uh, let's move on to picks. And uh, let's see. Last week, Glenn, you had a great week. Yeah, three and oh. Three and oh. Or wait, what? No, 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 two no, no, no. He went two, two and one. Two, two, two. Sorry, I'm sorry. You're two and one, Bears. Yeah. I'm sorry. You're two and one. Still, I still feel good about that. Two and one. So that puts you at 16 and 14 for the season. Uh, Smoke, you went one and two. Uh, brought up that Indiana game. I actually put money on the end. Uh, I put that as part of my parlay. Plus 40. And Ohio. that didn't work out. Yeah. Oh, you played Indiana plus State. I played Indiana plus 40. Oh, shit. That, that didn't work out too well. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> I told you, don't let ass get close. <laughs> so you went one and two. Uh, so you're 13, 16, and one on the season. I won a TCU game. You won right? a TCU, yeah. Lost the Cowboys and Indiana. Yeah. And um, I went one and two. Um, I got the Vikings. Yeah. Uh, luckily there, but then lost the Falcons and Broncos. So I'm now 9, 19, and two on the season. There's no hope for me uh, coming back here, I don't think. <laughs> you just say no hope. Huh? No hope at all. It's crazy. <laughs> so uh, I guess I have to get started again. I'm going to start since I'm going to be at the game. 
the Bears are going to Atlanta. They are uh, three-point three dogs. Yep. Three-point dogs. So I'm going to take the Bears plus the three. I'm going to take the Vikings plus uh, plus one against Dallas. Really? Dallas, I mean, boy, Dak better not lose two in a row. And uh, <laughs> I'm going to take the air. Ooh, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. Because I don't know if Kyler Murray's playing. Shit, they look better with goddamn. <laughs> McCoy, <yeah>. McCoy looked <laughs> pretty good. Um, uh, Kyler ain't won since Call of Duty came out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take the Washington Commanders minus three. Oh, man. See, now I got to pick something else. Damn it is. <laughs> uh, Smoke, who you got? I'm also going to go Bears minus three. I mean, plus three. I'm going to go Colts. Plus six and a half versus the Eagles. But I'm going to go Raiders plus two and a half versus Denver. Why? <laughs> we were just talking shit about, about uh, well, Daniels, well, right? well, that's one the of their two. It's one of their two wins on the season. <laughs> 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 so I'm, I'm going to assume they, at least, they could get this because. Because these are two broken teams right now. <laughs> these are t- the best of the broken teams. This is this is two very disappointing teams right now. So you got the Bears, the Colts, and the Raiders. All dogs. Glenn, who you got? Oh, Come on, join the party. Come on. Every time we all do it, we all win that game. Come on, join the party. <laughs> Tennessee's giving up too many points on the road. I, I can't, I can't. I wanted to go volunteers. And they, you know, they're dropping points on people. So they're trying to run the score up. But 21 and a half points is a lot. Ooh, you up. about to go against them? Nah, I'm leaving it alone. Oh, <laughs> I'm, I'm about walk, to say. I'm walking. If it was like 14 and a half, I'd have done it. But 21, that's just, that's three, that's three scores plus. All right, well, let me go back to my original picks then. I'm going to go – I'm taking uh, the Colts plus six and a half uh, dog at home against Philly. I think the Colts might win that game outright, to be quite honest with you. Um, I'm going to take Michigan because they need to beat the dog shit out of Illinois because Illinois is not helping them but not being ranked any longer. So I'm taking Michigan minus 18 at the big house. And – Although Ed's messed me up, I'm just going to do it anyway. I'm going to take the Commanders minus three on the road against the Texans. Now, if I'm thinking I should just take Houston, just go opposite Ed's and just take Houston, but I'm going to stick with my original thought and take Washington minus three and a half. Only only giving Houston three. That's interesting. The the fighting Heineke's against the lovey smiths against the lovey smiths <laughs> that's that's an interesting line after, after yeah. coming off a big win against the eagles that's interesting well yeah it's still i mean houston is not lost horrible houston has they have put all their games have really pretty been close much, 
Yeah. Even their game against Philly wasn't a complete domination by Philly. Right. But they find ways to keep losing. I mean, if there's any team that's perfected the way to lose, this <laughs> is Houston over the last couple of years. <laughs> All right. Well, good luck, everybody. That's going to do it for this week's edition of the Easy Smoke and the GM Podcast. We want to thank everyone for listening. We greatly appreciate it. You can catch our podcast at Apple Podcasts, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon, or wherever you find your favorite podcast. You can also catch us at hp53productions.com. There you'll find a link to our podcast and the Father Good podcast hosted by Marshall Givens and Kenny Stevenson and the Super Duper podcast hosted by Rob Griggs. Yo, Glenn. Yep, yep. Please take us out. Hey, like we always say, we ain't saying we're right. We just don't think we're wrong. We won't catch you next week, but happy Thanksgiving. And uh, yeah. we'll catch you the week after that. Take it easy. All right, enjoy your holidays. Happy holidays.